Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. I want you to read James 2 verses 8 all the way through 13. And here's a question. Wow, is it actually sin to look down on others? You know, James continues his warning against showing partiality towards others. You know, I wonder what James would say if he lived today in our hateful, divisive, polarized, I'm right and you're wrong world. It is good when you obey the greatest of all commandments, the royal law, to love others as yourself. It is evil when you favor some people over others. It is sin. Speaking of the royal law, which the Jewish culture refers to as the Shema, found in Deuteronomy 6, this was introduced by Jesus to the religious leaders of his day in Matthew 22, where he said, Master, or it was said to him, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? And Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. To emphasize the heart and the spirit behind God's laws, Jesus took the 613 laws that made up the Torah, which guided ancient Israel and boiled them down to just two commandments that you can literally hang all the 613 laws on. Number one, love God. If you truly love God, you will not take his name in vain. You won't put any other gods before him. and You'll set aside a special day every day to worship and honor him. Number two, love others. If you truly love others with all your heart, soul, and mind, intelligent, purposeful, committed love, you're not going to lie to them. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to dishonor them. You're not going to get involved with immorality. You will not covet what they have, and you're not going to kill them. You know, I, I don't want to overlook two other words Jesus mentioned, as yourself. This is certainly not teaching us to focus on loving ourselves more. We're already too good at that. But it gives a sneak peek at what many call the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In other words, none of us want to be lied to, stolen from, or dishonored in any way. Nobody wants someone to lure their husband or wife into adultery, and we certainly don't want to be killed. So simply love others with the same spirit of protection and desire that you love yourself with. When you learn to love others like God loves you, you will have no problem with prejudice or discrimination or favoritism. I have a message for little kids from Exodus 20 uh, dealing with the Ten Commandments, but here's the title, Ten Ways to Make Us Happy. I like what commentators Hendrickson and Kistemacher say about this. Quote, too often we look at the commandments from a negative point of view. We do so because most of them are cast in a negative form. For example, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal. But the Ten Commandments have a positive side, too. They teach us that within the boundaries of God's protective laws, we have perfect freedom. As fish thrive in water because water is their natural habitat, so the child of God flourishes in the setting of the law. He realizes that God has graciously given him these laws for his protection and safety. Now, back to our context. James is dealing with favoritism, which is rooted in selfish pride and the simple thought that we are in some way much better than others. James illustrates with what most of us would categorize as the big bad sins, adultery and murder, both of which resulted in death penalty in Jesus' time. How could anyone compare a little white lie to adultery? What about secretly making fun of others and treating them like dirt? That cannot 
be compared to murder, can it? But what if I get angry sometimes? Everyone does. It's not as bad as cheating on my spouse, is it? You know, we cannot judge ourselves by our estimation of really bad sins or kind of okay sins, but by the precious word of God. Why does James refer to God's word as the perfect law of liberty? God knows what is best for all of us and what kind of laws and commands will give us the most freedom or liberty to love others and to love him. God knows what evil can capture and enslave our hearts so that we start loving that evil more than we love him. And he warns us to stay as far away from such evil as we can by creating a liberating law against it. I I hope I'm making sense here, okay? We are all sinners. We are all lawbreakers. How many times do we have to lie to be a liar? Once. How many times do we have to steal to be a thief? Once. How many times do we have to sin to be a sinner? Once. For all of us have sinned and fall way short of God's glorious perfection. Whether we struggle with big sins or little sins, we are all a mess and need forgiveness every single day. What is the only hope we have? The gracious, undeserved mercy of God. God keeps back from us the judgment that we as sinners truly deserve. Listen to these words, Psalm 33. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Psalm 86, for thou, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive, plenteous mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Psalm 100, verse 5, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. God is so wonderfully merciful to us. Now, don't miss the condition James mentions here. Basically, is saying there will be no mercy for anyone who has not shown mercy to others through prejudice or favoritism. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. Lord, please keep us from sin. Give us a heart that is motivated by love and mercy. Our time's up for today, but I hope you have a good day. And remember, this is the day that the Lord has has made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you really, really have a good day.